From Mountain Home to Raft River, we've got all the District 4 analysis you'll need to know. This is the Magic Valley PrepCast with Scott Burton. That's right. It's another edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, talking everything going on in District 4 in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined by Scott Burton. What's going on, Scott? Oh, just in another day in paradise, my friend. Uh, trying to get ourselves to all these state tournaments. A couple of them wrapping up. Some are just getting started. So kind of a crazy busy time right now. Yeah, this is by far the busiest week of the uh, high school fall sports season. State volleyball, state cross country, opening round of the football postseason, swimming happening as well. So, yeah, it is. Uh, we'll, we'll just get right into it. No time for these pleasantries, Scott. Let's get right into it. <laughs> no, not at all. Let's dive. Let's go, my friend. All right. Well, the biggest story uh, coming out of the Magic Valley last week was the absolute dominance of the Twin Falls girls soccer program we've been talking about the lady bruins all season long went into the 4a state tournament as the favorites and delivered on that state championship yeah they did i mean we talked about this at the beginning it was their tournament to lose but you know the the interesting thing is what was going to happen if twin falls seriously got challenged in that tournament because i mean we've seen a season where the bruins you know for the most part have just kind of had their way with everybody i mean they're that good you know they score at will they fantastic defense. I mean, everything that you want in a soccer team, Twin Falls had, but a lot of times we see those teams get into a tournament, not really battle tested and they get a close game. And next thing you know, they're knocked out of the tournament. And that almost happened to them in the, in the semifinal. They breeze through the first round, uh, taking out Caldwell six to one, um, you know, finished uh, at, at that point, I think they were 18 and one, um, but then they went into the semifinal, and it's Bishop Kelly. And Bishop Kelly on both sides of the 4A bracket got themselves into the semifinal, and this one went into overtime, something that uh, the Bruins are not quite used to. But uh, they they kind of overcame in overtime. Uh, J.C. Bell scored the game winner, and from then on, it was just cruise control as they breezed in the championship 3-0 over Valley View. So, you know, it didn't come without a little – little bit of scary times for the Bruins, but uh, congratulations to uh, Coach Goffman and Twin Falls bringing home a state title for the Lady Bruins. Yeah, I really thought that Twin Falls Bishop Kelly matchup was was like it was the de facto championship, right? These were the things we were trying to avoid and then having an anticlimactic championship. But what a battle between the Bruins and Knights. Oh, no question about it. I mean, Bishop Kelly is, <clears throat> you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Bishop Kelly could line up across from him on a checkers board. And Bishop Kelly's going to be competitive. That's just their kids. It's it's their school. It's their culture. It's like everything that they're doing, they're going to be competitive. And boy, they gave Twin everything they can handle. And you're right. You no, know, that just happened to be kind of the state championship game, really, when you think about it. Yeah, in that title match against Valley View, Ava Schroeder, Madeline McQueen, and J.C. Bell all scored for Twin Falls in that three nothing win as they finished the year nineteen and one. That is just simply remarkable. Yeah, you know, and, and you talk about their dominance um, defensively. I mean, goaltender, you know, Sydney Jund, on top of her game defensively, I mean, she had twelve saves um, in that game. I mean, twelve shots on goal. It wasn't like Valley View didn't have their opportunities. But all year long, Sidney Jund in the net has been a, a tough person to get the ball past. And a, another great job. 
Absolutely. Some other teams from the Magic Valley uh, had a chance. The Jerome boys, right, where the, the top seed hadn't lost all year un- until the semifinals. That was, that was a tough luck match there. Yeah, that was a tough one against Bishop Kelly, who ended up going on and winning the state title. But, uh, you know, it, Jerome Jerome is a good, good soccer team. I guess the only – I don't know if there's a knock on them, but – they need more production offensively. I mean, they lost Alfredo Ortiz last year, who was the uh, the player of the year, and just could not replace him on the offensive side. I mean, defensively, uh, Mervin Ruiz in the net was phenomenal all year long. Defensively, as a team, they were great. You know, and that's kind of evidenced by some of their scores this year. Zero, zero ties, you know, one, one tie. I mean, nothing was ever a shootout with them. And, uh, the Bishop Kelly game, if you watched the game, and I did, it was one of those things that Bishop Kelly was was really playing a lot of soccer on Jerome's side of the field. Uh, yet Jerome defensively on the back end was just able to, to keep him out of the net um, until a uh, corner kick in overtime doomed him, and uh, that was the end of it. But uh, uh, just a heartbreaking, disappointing loss for the number one seed. And, uh, you know, it happened to him last year, too. They – they kind of went into the state tournament and got upset. So they're still trying to find that way to get over the hump. And, you know, the good thing about uh, that program and Coach Wood, Jake Wood, is is they're going to be a perennial contender every year. I mean, they just have got a culture over there. They'll be back. Okay. And so, yeah, it still stings. You can still see the kids stinging a little bit. But, you know, hey, they came home with some hardware, and there's not a lot of teams that get to say that. Yep, absolutely. And then by far the upset of all the soccer action that I saw was in the opening round, day one at the 3A boys tournament, two conference rivals playing Kimberly and Sun Valley Community School. The cutthroats, we talked about this dynasty, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. so dominant. Kimberly, the eighth seed, knocks them out one nothing. I, You know what? I I don't know whoever – I don't know if anybody saw this one coming. I mean – no. You got Kimberly coming in with you know ten and nine and a couple of ties and and Sun Valley sixteen and two. I mean on paper it's David versus Goliath, but I think the thing that kind of even the scales a little bit is they were conference opponents, so they were not unfamiliar with each other, you know. And so when that happens, sometimes you can take some of those lopsided on paper matchups and all of a sudden they even out. And I think that's what happened here with Kimberly. So. You know, congratulations to the Bulldogs and, you know, kind of another heartbreak for another soccer team is the Sun Valley Community School is knocked out right away. Um, but, yeah, boy, what a game. Yeah, that was, that was such a wild uh, outcome there. And uh, Kimberly, of course, fell in the semifinals, and that's where their kind of Cinderella run ended. But it was still nice to see them for a moment to have, have kind of the, the signature moment of day one, I thought, of State. Well, you know what, I think that's exactly right. And it could be a signature moment of the program, too. You know, because th- we talked about this in earlier podcast, Kimberly boys soccer team, they just got hot. And when you get hot at the right time, you become a scary team. And there is no way they should have beaten Sun Valley, but they did. Um, because they got hot, they started having a swagger. They started playing with confidence. And, man, I, you t- I tell you what, they, they played a lot better than their 10-9 and 9 record. That's for dang sure. And, uh, you know, in a win like this, you know, over the three-time defending champs, 
I tell you what, that could really generate a lot of interest in that Kimberly program. Then all of a sudden kids that, you know, are on the fence about playing are not on the fence anymore. Like we want to come be part of this. And, and so sometimes those wins kind of kickstart and propel a, a program into uh, to bigger things. And hopefully that's what happens with Kimberly. Absolutely. So Sun Valley uh, did b- battle back through the consolation side of the bracket, got to the consolation final where it was number one Sun Valley and number two American Falls. I think a lot of people thought that was going to be the championship, but they both lost on day one. How, what a wild tournament this was where the one and two teams both went out on the on the first day. Yeah, you don't see that very often, but I tell you what, if you are three and four, you are licking your chops after day one. It's like, we got the big dogs out of the way early. We didn't even have to play them, you know? So yeah, it just really kind of puts things on its ear when you get the number one and number two knocked out. But again, that might go to the parity of that 3A bracket as well. Um, Numbers don't mean a heck of a lot. Yeah, so you mentioned it. The the third seed, Sugar Salem, ended up winning the title over the five seed, McCall Donnelly. So um, the the three of the top four seeds lost on the first day. Sugar was the only one that won. So it's kind and, of a and one. That's, you know, and you don't want to call it victory by attrition, but when you take out all the roadblocks in front of you, don't screw it up because you've got a pretty good path to the title. That's right. So uh, speaking of paths to the title, let's find out which volleyball teams might have good paths to the titles as we uh, get ready for state volleyball up north in Coeur d'Alene and Lewiston this weekend. Uh, again, if you're watching the video on IdahoSports.com, uh, we've got the brackets that we'll put up on the screen. You can catch that on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. If you're listening audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, just try to follow along. We do have these brackets on the homepage at IdahoSports.com that you can access at any time, and we'll be updating these brackets in real time as we get results as well. So let's start with the 4A volleyball tournament here where wood river despite losing to twin falls in the district championship because of the max preps rankings uh, and the way they stop at the end of the regular season they still get the number one overall seed they will play number eight nampa yeah wood river you know for for a team like wood river that's just been pretty dominant throughout that loss might be the best thing to happen to them you know because I know you want teams that are hot coming into a tournament, but you also want teams that are kind of grounded as well. And um, Wood River, when they are a good, good volleyball team, we talked about them in earlier podcasts, but that might wake them up just enough to kind of focus just a little bit more. But again, you know, here comes the argument one more time. What, well, why did we win a district title if we're just going to not be ranked better? Um, Twin gets the third seed. And they'll take on Century. Uh, the Bruins been solid all year. I mean, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Twin Falls and Wood River end up in the championship match. I, I just, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Century's got, and we, we've seen Century over the years just dominate in, in volleyball. A uh, little down this year, obviously, but, you know, when you got that kind of history, you never count them out. Uh, Bonneville, the number two seed, um, they are solid. And uh, that Twin Falls Bonneville match, if it happens, that could be a classic. And then, of course, Wood River up top, they've got to get by Nampa, the number eight seed, four or five Columbia and Moscow. I I really don't see Wood River stumbling um, at all. I see Wood River playing in the title match. Uh, I I just think it's going to be an interesting bottom half of that bracket. I agree. That's where the most intrigue is. Moscow, uh, 
upset Lakeland at the uh, District 1-2 championship. Lakeland was the top seed. They were hosting the district championship. Uh, it went to a fifth set, Scott, and, and Lakeland was leading by eight points in that fifth set while Moscow went on an 8-0 run to close it out and knock uh, off the Hawks. You can get these volleyball – I remember back in the day where it wasn't the rally scoring. You know, it was side out and this and that and everything else. And my sister uh, was coaching for Eagle High School back in – the days uh, with Paul Schwager and it was my sister and Paul kind of coaching these Eagle Mustangs to all these state volleyball titles. And I remember uh, it was held here one year at twin. And I mean, we're talking over 10 years ago and they were playing Idaho falls and uh, Eagle lost early. They were the favorite. They had to come all the way back around. And, and these were marathon matches too, because they were all side outs. And uh, they get to the championship match and they've got to beat Idaho Falls twice. You know, this is the way the bracket was set up at the time. And so they come all the way back around and take on Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls wins. They're the state state champions. Eagle wins. We're going to go do it again. Well, took them to five. And um, Eagle won. Did it again. Took them to five. And these games were like 26, 24, whatever it was at the time, two point wins. What? And I think we started at about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I don't, I remember walking out of that gym at about 1230 quarter to one. I mean, it was a marathon and everybody was exhausted. And, and pretty soon after that, we went to rally scoring. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Funny how that works. But I didn't forget the original question. I didn't even know what you asked me. <laughs> well, no, I, I was just uh, telling you about how Moscow r rallied off eight eight points oh, yeah. in a row to knock off Lakeland. It's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And we talk about this all the time coming out of the north. I mean, you know, we, we don't know what we're getting out of the north most of the time. But, uh, you know, we do know Lakeland was a pretty solid ball club. And Moscow being able to do what they did, well, now you got to pay attention to Moscow a little bit as well. Yep. Lakeland, the defending 4A champ. So we'll have a new champion in 2021. That's right. All right. The 3A bracket looks like this. In terms of teams from the Magic Valley, we see Kimberly seated third. They will take on sixth seated Weezer. Uh, Filer had a chance to also qualify for state, fell to Weezer in the play in match. I was kind of surprised by that. I thought Filer would win that, but Weezer obviously is a very talented team. But Kimberly seated third. I think they're in a good spot. I, Kimberly's in a great spot. Filer just, I don't know what happened to Filer because they got they got uh, blown out by Kimberly and then they got swept by Weezer. I mean, it was just like they just stopped playing. I mean, I'm not saying they did. I'm just saying either the tanks were empty, something was wrong uh, because Filer is a, is a good volleyball team and then they got blanked uh, twice. And so Kimberly is the one with the momentum coming out of that bracket. But I tell you what, that sugar team, my goodness, they 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 are just on the on the girls' side of sports are so dominant. Um, basketball, volleyball, you know, you take them into even some of the spring sports. Th these guys at Sugar or these ladies at Sugar are amazing, and and I don't see Sugar losing. I don't. I think they're I think they're thirty five and zero, and I think they've only dropped like three or four sets like sets all year. Yeah. I mean, you talk about dominance. Um, it's going to, I mean, th that's one of the times you look at the bracket and go, where's sugar? Where, oh, thank 
God, we're not on sugar's side. <laughs> we just don't want to beat down. And because uh, sugar is just going to beat people mercilessly uh, all the way to the title game. Mark my words, take it to the bank. Yeah, defending 3A champs from a year ago, they only lost one player off that team. Uh, so they're pretty much all back. I, I kind of want, because Skyview is kind of dominant at the 5A level as well, like overly dominant over the rest of the field. Could could Skyview and Sugar just hang around for like an hour after we're all done at State and play each other? I want to see that. You're, you know what? I, I've always thought that too. I mean, in those kind of matches, man, how would you not want to see that happen? I mean, it's one thing to to put 5A football against a 3A football. Okay, that's a whole different animal you're talking about. But in volleyball, my goodness, in basketball, why wouldn't you? I, that might be something people, a pay-per-view, let's set it up. I'm sure there's breaking 100 laws, but let's let's look into it. <laughs> let's do it. That sounds like a great idea. Let's move on to the, the 2A bracket, 2A volleyball, where we see Declo, our conference champ, uh, get the number eight seed. They're going to have to play West side, the defending state champs right away. That is a very tough opening round match. Oh yeah. Declo's got their hands full right away. Here's your, here's your prize for, for winning the conference. Um, West side again, solid. Like you said, returning state champs, uh, they have been rolling all season. Um, I, people are going to have a hard time knocking off West side. And you know, when, and, and if the rankings are correct and, it, and you never know because teams are hot at different times and conference winning, blah, 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 whatever. But if you were the number one seed and the rankings are true, you've got such an easier path than that bottom half of the bracket, you know? And when you're the defending champs like West side, like sugar, you're, you're basically setting a table to be back in that championship match again. Yep, a lot of importance in getting that number one seed, that's for sure. So we'll see what Declo can do there. Uh, the 1A D1 volleyball bracket looks like this same deal. Oakley, number eight seed. They get Troy right off the bat. Troy's got uh, Morgan Blazard playing. She's going to go to Eastern Washington University next year to compete in volleyball at the Big Sky Conference level. That is a tough opening match for Oakley, having to take on Troy. Oh, no question about it. And how many times do you hear um, at this level – at 1A level college volleyball players. I mean, you, you just don't. And for Troy to have that kind of talent, you know, you know that makes everybody else around you better. And, and sometimes at this level, that's all you need. You know, that one person that can just throw it down. And, uh, and, and if you've got that and you've got a couple of pieces around, you don't need much because, you know, sometimes that's all. And Troy's got it. Troy's good. Yep. Murtaugh as well, the number three seed overall, playing number six seeded Grace. Grace is, uh, I don't know, they're deceptive because they won state last year. And so that that's that's dangerous three versus six matchup right away. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, you're, you're the champ until somebody beats you, you know, and if you're Grace, you are preaching that mindset. You are still the state champions, you know, so that might work in their favor is a little bit of bulletin board talk, some swagger, something to get him out of that first round. Um, but you know, I, I, Murtaugh's good, but I think that three, six is about as even as you're going to find on the board right there. Yeah, that's, and this is where we'll see what the, how the rankings kind of like in soccer, there were a lot of upsets. I think in general, there's, there's more upsets in soccer. We'll really see how these max prep seedings work in, in volleyball, where generally speaking, the better teams 
should win most of the time because it's it's a lot harder to pull off that upset because you got to do it three times, right? Yeah, it, it is. You know, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, you, you get these low scoring soccer games where anything can happen. And if for some reason it gets into overtime or PKs, holy crap, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the 28th seed. You got an equal chance to win. I mean, you're going to PKs. You know, volleyball, like you said, is a little different. It's a little bit more marathon. It's uh, it's longer. Um, and generally, the, the better team does win. Yep. 1A D2 bracket. This will be taking place at Lewiston High School. Uh, if we look at the bracket, th- this was a crazy district, Scott, uh, where you had Hanson and uh, uh, Carey playing in the district championship. That was like the five seed and, and the seven seed. It, it was wild. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those tournaments to where you just kind of throw the throw the marbles across the floor and whoever travels the furthest wins. I mean, it doesn't matter who, who you are, you know, and that's kind of what happened in that that district tournament. Uh, so be easy, interesting to see if uh, they can carry that momentum with them. But I don't know. That's, that's a tough field there. Yeah, it was uh, it was so wild that uh, and then Hanson is the number seven seed. They lost to Kerry and they go back to the other side of the consolation bracket. And you figure, OK, their little run is over. No, they, they continue to battle back and, and got that second automatic bid out of the district. So naturally uh, I'll pull this back up. It just made me think about it because Hanson comes in as the number eight seed. Well, yeah, they were the number seven seed at districts. Of course, they're going to be the number eight seed going into state. They've got a tough matchup right away. Horseshoe bend is, is legit. That's a good team. Carey also has a very tough uh, opening round opponent in Mackey. Mackey uh, really was, was running roughshod over everybody and their record took a bit of a ding because they had a school wide, uh, illness basically some of it was COVID-19 some of it I think was actual just regular illness but because of that they had to forfeit a couple of conference matches and I think that's ultimately what dings their record and that's why they're the number three seed I think they would have been higher otherwise so for Carrie and Hanson we'll see if they can continue the Cinderella run you know care I never cannot carry in anything when it comes to the no. postseason no you don't and 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 I think you said something really interesting too is just that Mackey I mean they're going to be a might be a little bit better than their ranking. And I know they're ranked number three. Um, but when you have that kind of illness and shutdown, and I didn't know there could be another illness besides COVID these days. <laughs> but <laughs> it's either COVID or you got nothing. Um, but it, that kind of skews things a little bit. And so if Mackey is healthy, I tell you what, they could they could get there to that championship match. I, I, I don't doubt it one second. Yeah, so that'll be uh, fun to watch uh, how the teams in the Magic Valley compete uh, across uh, all of the state volleyball tournaments going on up north this weekend. Uh, We will step aside and take a quick break here from our sponsors, the Idaho Division of Public Health. Speaking of COVID-19, we'll we'll hear from the Idaho Division of Public Health and come back and and talk a little football, postseason football on the way. So uh, keep it right here. You're uh, watching slash listening to the Magic Valley PrepCast from idahosports.com. It's time to start planning for back to school. That's why I got my kids vaccinated for COVID-19. Kids 12 and older can get vaccinated. The vaccines have been researched and tested. They're safe and they work. And I hope everyone will choose to get vaccinated too. All right, we're back on the uh, Magic Valley PrepCast, idahosports.com. Brandon Maney with Scott Burton. All right, it's football playoff time. Let's dive into these brackets. Let's start with the 16-team gargantuan Class 4A bracket as we look at this. If you're watching the video, we put the bracket up on the screen. You may want to go full screen 
just because oh, yeah. it'll, it'll be a little easier to see. Otherwise, all the teams are uh, really small there. But uh, let's let's start with Minico, the conference champions. They're all the way down at the bottom as the number three seed, even though they went undefeated. They're the three seed overall. They're playing number 14, Valley View, in their playoff opener, 7 o'clock uh, Friday night in Minico. Uh, yeah, Minico. I mean, home field advantage for Minico is huge. And, um, I mean, coming in with that undefeated record, you know, we talked about them as far as their max preps rankings are concerned. Obviously, Max Preps doesn't think they're as good as they are. And so, I mean, if you're Minico, why not Why not use that to your advantage? You know, I mean, you're, you're undefeated. What else are you supposed to do? But somehow, people don't think you're as good as your record. Boy, talk about being able to play with a chip on your shoulder. Um, meanwhile, Valley View, you know, they've dropped a couple along the way. Three losses on the year for them. Uh four and three in their conference, you know, five and four overall. So, I mean, on paper, you know, this is a, a Minico game, you know, to lose. I mean, you want to take uh, common opponents, you know, um, Valley View lost to Twin Falls to open the season. They lost to Middleton. Um, they've lost to, and then they lost to Bishop Kelly. So two of those losses are same Minico opponents. This one screams a Minico victory, but as for Minico, as we've seen, they are their own worst enemy. If, if they can cut down on the penalties, they cut down on the uh, unforced errors. They should they should cruise in this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Valley View did just beat Emmett last Friday, eight to seven, but it was a downpour. It was a mud bowl. I don't think you can really take too much out of that game. So I do like Minico there. Twin Falls is right above them as the number ten seed, and they're going to play number seven Bishop Kelly. I actually think this might be one of the closer first round matchups. Uh, you know what? This is a this is a great matchup. I mean, twin, they, they lost to Pocatello early on, and then they lost last week to Minico in a game that they could have won. Um, Minico just blitzed him in the last couple of minutes, and that was about it. I mean, but twin had a shot to win this thing. So, you know, those two losses on twin, they're two quality teams. Meanwhile, Bishop Kelly well, I mean, Bishop Kelly does what Bishop Kelly does. They lost early in the season. They lost two of their first three games before they figured themselves out. But, you know, keep in mind that the first loss was to 5A Eagle, and they lost that one 35-33, you know, before beating 5A Bora and then losing to uh, Emmett 21 to nothing. And after that, it has been all Bishop Kelly. I mean, they have been putting up some numbers offensively, 42 points, 45 points, 51 points, 55 points, 35, 56. Those are their next games. So now they're going to get a Twin Falls team that's, you know, not too bad defensively. I, I think you're right, Brandon. I can talk about this one all day. This is going to be a good one. And if Twin Falls is able to pull that off and, and knock off BK, you're talking about a rematch with Pocatello possibly in the quarterfinals. Pocatello's the number two seed right above them on the seed line. Yeah, and that game early on in the season with, with uh, Twin Falls was 21-14, and that's a game the Twins should have won. They turned it over four times against Pocatello. Um, and so, you know, if you're the Bruins and you can get out of this first round, you do have a little uh, motivation in that second round if it is if it is Pokey. Absolutely. Mountain Home, the number 16 seed. Uh, the They got an automatic spot, but they're the lowest seeded team. 
I, I really do think they're just a team that's been in a tailspin. They've had some injury problems. Um, again, like I said, if they played Burley later in the season, I think Burley probably wins that matchup and takes that third playoff spot. But they're going to travel the number one Sandpoint. That's, I mean, that's a long trip up north to play the top team. Yeah, you know, this one just doesn't look good. You know, I mean, Mountain Home won three games on the year. Uh, they won their first two. And then they beat Jerome at home in a game where Jerome went for two instead of kicking to tie. Could have easily lost that one. But you're right. It's been a tailspin for Mountain Home. Now, for Mountain Home, you know, I mean, let's be honest. They're going to drive all the way up to Sandpoint and probably going to get blasted. Um, But if you're a Mountain Home Tiger, you got to take this as, hey, man, we made the playoffs. Let's build on this. Let's build on this. So it's going to have to be a spin doctor here. But, you know, I think Mountain Home can find a way to do that because that's really the only choice they've got is to spin this season into something positive. That's right. They started 2-0. and They've gone 1-6 and since that 2-0 and start. So Yeah, and those and down the stretch, I mean, the games haven't even been, been close. You know, yeah. they got thumped by Canyon Ridge, of all people, blasted by Twin, shut out by Sugar, you know, and now they're going to go take on number one Sandpoint. Mm, eh, good luck. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one for Mountain Home for sure. Uh, let's move to the 3A postseason where you're going to notice a lot of teams missing on the bracket. That's because after these play-in games, the first round, everybody gets reseeded one through eight. So we don't know where some of the teams that got buys are ultimately going to land. We do know that Gooding finished second in the Max Preps rankings, which gives them the number two seed overall. They're just chilling. They've got a first-round bye. Meanwhile, Scott, you had a pretty wild uh, Kansas City tiebreaker take place on Monday night between Filer, Buell, and Kimberly. And the winner of that got the second bid into the playoffs. And what a what an incredible story this is for Allen Reynolds returning to his alma mater, Buell High School. It's his first year there, and he leads the Indians into the playoffs. I, I tell you what, it's I was just so happy for him. He and I were texting each other last night. Um, and it, it was, I'm so proud of that guy. I mean, I've known him for such a long time. When I got into education, he was my, he was my student teacher, my mentor teacher, I guess. And, uh, he and I have always been in touch and just have the most respect for each other. And I just, I just was so tickled when, when he did this. Um, but man, what a story, you know, and, and of course, whenever you have the situation, things have got to fall your way. Kimberly had decimated with injuries, you know, and so they pretty much kind of, I don't know, they weren't a non-factor, but man, they were almost a non-factor. Um, Buell was the hot team coming in. Uh, they needed that last possession to score because Filer kicked a field goal. And then Buell said, all right, fine, we'll score a touchdown and go to state. And they did. And, uh, and if you hadn't had a chance to watch Twitter and see Coach Reynolds' reaction uh, to this. I mean, he was just as emotional as they could get and I didn't blame him. And just watching that, knowing the guy, oh man, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. Yeah. It was a really awesome story going into that tiebreaker. I thought Filer actually, uh, had the edge because Kimberly, like you said, kind of a non-factor because of their injuries. And then Filer had just beaten Buell. And so mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, this is setting up really nicely for Filer. So it was nice for Buell to be able to rally back. And like you said, uh, get that, game-winning score in the Kansas City tiebreaker. So now they have to play. This is a tough, you know, they got to go play Weezer uh, in the opening round. It doesn't get any easier for Buell, but uh, it's nice that they're able to to say that they were part of the playoffs. 
Yeah, you know, and no matter what happens here, they're going to get playoff experience, you know, and they're not going to be able to say anymore, hey, we don't know what it likes, don't don't know what it feels like to be in the playoffs. You know, there's just something about that. And uh Buell's got it now. Yeah, good for them. And you know, coming out of the the graveyard they were as far as football goes, man, this is gonna do nothing but help their program. Absolutely. So it's an exciting story for Buell as they take on Weezer in the opening round. Two A playoffs, uh Declo get, gets a bye, so we don't have to talk about anything until next week for two A. If we move to the eight-man ranks, Raft River clinches the number one overall seed with an epic win over uh, Oakley on Friday night. That was a game that I was at. Raft River jumped out to a 22-0 lead. Uh, Oakley came back and made it interesting in the second half, but Raft River ends up winning by one score. So because of that, Oakley now is the top-seeded at-large team. They will host Wallace, who won a Kansas City tiebreaker of their own. They're going to play that game in Riggins. It's a neutral site game in uh, Riggins, Idaho at 4 p.m. on Friday. Uh, Oakley, I think, should have an easy time here. No, I think so, too. I mean, when you talk about the class of of, of this um, bracket, I mean, Raft River and Oakley are definitely in, in the discussion. It's just, holy cow, here we go. Um, we'll see what happens and shakes out because, I mean, looking at this bracket – if you're Raft River, you're not, you don't know who you're preparing for, you know, but I think Raft River, regardless, they're, they're so good that I, I don't see anybody really stopping them uh, until they get to the state title game. And we may see a Raft River Oakley matchup again in the, in the championship game. And how cool would that be? Because as you saw Brandon calling the game, I was calling the Minico game at the time, but I was, when we were on break, I'd bring up your game and listen to it and see. And I saw, Oh no, Raft is up, you know, 22, nothing. What's Oakley going to do? Next thing you know, they respond. It's like those two teams are pretty dang good. Yeah. They met in the championship last year. And so it wouldn't shock me in the least to see them match up again. Uh, Let's talk about Murtaugh quickly. They've got an interesting playoff opener as well. They're going to play Genesee, the third place team from up North in the white pine league. That game's going to be played at Weezer high school on Friday, another neutral site game. Uh, for Murtaugh, I'll be honest, they weren't really on my radar coming into the season. Um, and they, they're kind of, I think, underrated a little bit in terms of statewide, you know, notoriety. Yeah, Murtaugh is one of those teams that just kind of gets lost in the in the shuffle because of who they're with all the time, you know. Um, but boy, what a good season that they've had. Um, they started off 3-0 and and kind of got everybody's attention, lost to Castleford. And that's when Castleford kind of got put on the map. They got thumped by Oakley, you know, but when you've got Castleford, Oakley and Raft River, it's, you kind of become like the fifth kid in the family, <laughs> you know, it's just like, nobody knows who you are. And I think that's kind of what happened uh, to Murtaugh, but you can't, you know, discredit what they've been able to do. I mean, what a, what a great season that they've had. And for Genesee, you know, Genesee's a pretty solid team. They've got a couple of losses on the year and that's it. You know, six and two overall with losses uh, to Lapwai, where they gave up 70 points to Lapwai, um, and then to Prairie, where they gave up 84. So uh, you can score on Genesee, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, Murtaugh, maybe they got some hope. I don't know. I, I always say the White Pine League up north, it's kind of like the Big 12. Every game is just wild. It's in the 50s and 60s. And if you like offense, that's definitely the league for you up north there. Absolutely. In district two. All right. One AD two bracket. Uh, that's two a hold on one AD two bracket. Super quick here. Um, 
Castleford is going to host Water Springs in their playoff opener. That's a rematch of a game that already happened earlier this year. Castleford won pretty easily. Um, same thing, Kerry. You know, they're going to host Timberline from Weipe, way up north. Uh, I don't think Kerry should have any problems in that matchup either. No, I'll be calling that game. Yes, uh, that's right. The Kerry Weipe game. I'll be carrying that one on Friday. Uh, and I. Am I supposed to be like Kurt Herbstreet here and just kind of refrain from saying anything about the game because I'm calling that game? Is that is that how that works? I don't think so. You can you can expound upon that as much as you would like, Scott. Okay. Well, you know what? It's a five o'clock start, and if Kerry does what Kerry does, this will be over by five thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I there's no. It's nothing against Timberline. It's no, just, not at all. It's just how good Kerry is, and, and I think you said it earlier in the in the podcast when we're talking about a different sport, it just doesn't matter what it is with Carrie. You just, they're they're Carrie has got the perfect makeup and I've always admired Carrie, uh, the town, the community, just because they, they're, they're, they're an embodiment of like this, this hardworking small town America to where it's like these kids will go work in the field, move pipe, and then they're going to come kick your butt on a football field. You know, I mean, that is just a small town mentality that is lost in a lot of these places. And Kerry is, has held on to that. And that's why I really kind of like going there. And I'm excited to be there on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun Friday at five o'clock on IdahoSports.com. Kerry almost lost to Dietrich in, in their regular season finale. And Dietrich is going to play council in their playoff opener. And I'm telling you right now, this bracket is setting up well for Dietrich to get on a sneaky run to the final four. I think the way the way their bracket, uh, their part of the bracket looks. Yeah, you know, I think you hit it on the head. It's a sneaky run for Dietrich. You know, Dietrich comes in with three losses on the year, lost to Castleford, a loss to Butte County, where they got thumped. And then they nearly pulled the upset on Carey. But, you know, looking at the bracket, and if, you know, Dietrich continues to to play well and using a little momentum from that Carey game, I, I wouldn't I'd be surprised to see them advance a little bit. Yep. And then uh, you've got finally Camas County. The Mushers uh, became the fourth team from District 4 to qualify for the playoffs. Uh, you know, but they came into Friday, last Friday, with one win. They now have two. They're going to North Gem. They're, I mean, I just I don't see it ending well for Camas County there. Um, but it's nice that they're able to get into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, it is. I mean, it's – and like we talked about, it doesn't matter whether you get in and like your mountain home. I mean, we know – they're going to travel a long way to play number one standpoint. Well, it's kind of a similar situation here. Um, but you use that momentum, of at least making the tournament to, you know, springboard your program a little bit. So good for them for making it. I hope they play well, but uh, they have a tough, you know, a tough draw right away. Yep, absolutely. All right, Scott, there's a lot to uh, unpack there, and we'll have actual playoff results to talk about next week. Uh, as we uh, as we are entering the busiest time of the year, yes, it is, and it's a it's funny from a, a coach's standpoint and an athletics director standpoint, from a broadcaster standpoint, on both of our ends there, that once we finish the fall sports season, it's like we just walk off a cliff because now we're dealing with three sports, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. boys basketball, girls basketball, and wrestling, and it's like holy cow, we can actually breathe. What did we just come out of? Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, speaking of, that's my phone ringing, which means uh, I got another call to go take because I'm a man that's very busy these days. So <laughs> that'll if do you had it on, I would have just been calling you. 
You're right. Right. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Magic Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Uh, for Scott Burton, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time.